Good morning, church. I'm privileged to be bringing God's word to you on this day, 20th September, 2020. Preaching to you guys is no mean feat, thanks to being well watered from the pulpit of our pastor. Nonetheless, I hope to whet your appetite today and uh, exhort you from the scriptures. I love scriptures. I get thrilled whenever I read the Bible. For me, um, it is akin to chasing after the wind, a rabbit hole. When you take this one scripture, it takes you on a journey and before you know it, you see how everything links together. Today I want to take you on a journey, so let's dive in. My reading is from Psalm 92, a beautiful psalm, one of my favorites. If you check your Bible at the top, it is titled, A Song for the Sabbath. It is appropriate therefore then that I am reading this today which many would call their Sabbath. Some scholars have suggested that this psalm was composed by some Levites when they were in captivity. Remember, Levites were the ordained priests from the Mosaic law. So these are the guys who um, would call like the singers or the guys who would worship the Lord. So they wrote the song and they sang it and, uh, and sang it as a song of freedom waiting to return to Jerusalem. Kind of gives the idea of uh, slaves uh, in that in, in the US when they were singing songs of freedom while they were working. But let's keep this in mind as we read. So Psalm 92, I'll be reading this, the entire chapter. A psalm, a song for the Sabbath day. It is good to praise the Lord and make music to your name, O Most High, proclaiming your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night the music of the ten-string lyre and the melody of the harp. For you make me glad by your deeds, Lord. I sing for joy at what your hands have done. How great are your works, Lord. How profound your thoughts. Some senseless people do not know. Fools do not understand that though the wicked spring up like grass and all evildoers flourish, they will be destroyed forever. But you, Lord, are forever exalted. For surely your enemies, Lord, surely your enemies will perish. All evildoers will be scattered. You have exalted my horn like that of a wild ox. Fine oils have been poured on me. My eyes have seen the defeat of my, of my adversaries. My ears have heard the rout of my wicked foes. The, riches, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green, proclaiming the Lord is upright, he is my rock, and there is no wickedness in him. Amen. God bless the reading of his word. Now, my sermon today is based uh, largely on verse 12, which reads, The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. I will reference other verses in this same chapter as they are all connected. I shall try to define the key terms in this verse and then link them all together. Here we see the keywords righteous, flourish, palm tree, cedar of Lebanon, and grow. First of all, in this unprecedented times we are living in now with the pandemic, and that's one of those uh, 2020 quotes, and everywhere you go, those are the words you'd hear. That is a common phrase now. But then, um, yeah, um, I would like to tell you then that 
you will flourish despite the season. I just want to establish that before we go further that you will flourish despite the season that you are in. There's a quote I love that goes like, the lion says, no matter the economy of the jungle, I can never eat grass. It is not pride, it is just who I am. And you know then that the Bible likens us as lions in Proverbs 28 verse 1. It says that the righteous are as bold as a lion. And so remember who you are in God's kingdom. Remember your identity. God calls you a lion and a lion never eats grass and that is not pride. It is what it is. So despite the economic challenges of our time right now and not to don't play the gravity of the situation for some of us, please remember that your external environment may contradict with your internal environment but God has already supplied what you need and if lions don't eat grass and they don't then he will provide for you be encouraged so um, brothers and sisters the God God has given us everything we need to succeed and uh, just to encourage you that it is not all is not lost. God is us is saying to us that we will flourish. We as the righteousness of God shall flourish. Anyway, um moving on then. Um having painted the picture of where we want to be and the life God has desired for us, where that uh, where God tells us in scripture that above all things he desires that we prosper and be in health and that's in um John First John, then we can study this psalm with more revelation. Let's look at the word flourished as used in verse 12. It is used it's used in verse 12 and it's also used in verse 7. Verse 12 says um, is, is derived from actually the, the Hebrew word parak, which is pronounced as porak. I hope I got that correctly. Anyway, it means to break forth as a bud b-u-d it means to spread specifically like extend your wings now i went further and i checked this um extending wings gives the analogy of a bud spreading its wings and i found out that birds spread their wings while in flight to give them balance and when they're on the ground the bird takes a posture where it spreads its wings to irate its feathers remove some parasites and 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 just uh, actually like sunbath very interesting when you think in our context then uh, it means that when we flourish we are stretching ourselves to find the right balance to remove the weights that so easily entangles us so keep that in mind that's verse 12 the hebrew word is parak and that's what it means. The same word, flourish, is used in verse 7. But this time it describes the wicked. It says that they spring up. The actual Hebrew word for spring up there is the same word. The same root word, parak. But it says that they spring up, which is the same word. But they spring up like grass. So they, they have been likened like grass. So the, the other... The Hebrew word now for flourish, other than the spring up, is uh, suits. T-S-U-W-T-S, pronounced as suits as I'm saying saying it right now. Which means to twinkle. Interesting that uh, 
to twinkle like how we do the the nursery rhyme twinkle twinkle so the twinkle bit is to shine with flickering or sparkling light i think that describes perfectly what uh you know the wicked are like you think that they are shining bright but in the eyes of god they're just flickering they're not really bright they're just sparkling it's not bright enough light but anyway um just to distinguish the two is that um one the wicked flourish just for a, for a small bit and they wither like grass um in fact in Isaiah 48 we know the bible tells us that the grass withers and the flowers fall but the word of our god endures forever so in other words flourishing for the wicked is so temporary and the grass withers shortly remember even in Psalm 78 um when david was complaining or rather venting out saying why do the wicked prosper and then he says when i went into god's temple i discovered their end they seem to 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 bright to shine bright for a moment and you might get distracted thinking god has forgotten his people but when you go into the house of god just like david did you discover that it is just but for a moment like grass they will fall but not so for the righteous in fact in this verse verse 12 it's the righteous are compared to the palm tree and cedars of Lebanon and for me that was a those are subjects of interest and i thought let me let me look at them and uh, i'll look at the palm tree and the cedar of Lebanon starting with the palm tree the palm tree is a very interesting plant in that it has very many uses It has been claimed that the fruit of the palm tree is a big part of diet for the Middle Eastern countries while the stones that are are from the ground down are for the camels are ground down for the camels the leaves are made into baskets the strong leaves make fences the juice makes arak well arak is a a type of an alcoholic drink while the threads between the leaves make ropes and the wood serves for slighter slighter building and firewood all these are uses of a palm tree and in the bible um the palm tree branches made a procession for jesus as he made a triumphant entry into jerusalem remember that now palm tree therefore um signify our usefulness how god can use us in many ways just like the palm tree that it can be it can serve many functions we've seen that flourishing is extending wings or breaking forth as a bud so tying it to the palm tree we can deduce then that flourishing as 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 in this scripture means god extending our boundaries taking in taking you into new territories this is our promise so keep that in mind that god wants you to ex- to, to enlarge your boundaries to enlarge your territory break forth extend your wings but as you do so god is taking you into various areas and uh making you more useful just like the palm tree that you are just not going to be um you know um useful for one for one thing only god is gonna make you multi faceted and this is actually scriptural it doesn't stop there in fact uh reading on the 
the verse it says that the righteous man then grows like the cedar of Lebanon now another tree that we have to talk about the cedar of Lebanon was an ancient tree that was extremely strong it grew very tall and lived long it has actually been suggested that the tree can live for as long as a thousand years i thought that's amazing and i mean that's what the scholars say and what when you recite that's what you find however ezekiel 31:3 to 9 describes the tree perfectly um it says and i'll read this whole portion who can be compared with you in majesty now that's uh ezekiel speaking uh as god is instructing in verse 3 Consider Assyria once a cedar in Lebanon with beautiful branches overshadowing the forest it towered on high its top above the thick foliage the waters nourished it deep springs made it grow tall their streams flowed all around its base and sent their channels to all the trees of the field so it towered higher than all the trees of the field it, its boughs increased and its branches grew long spreading because of abundant waters all the birds of the sky nested in its boughs all the animals of the world gave birth under its branches all the great nations lived in its shade verse 7 it was majestic in beauty with its spreading boughs for its roots went down to abundant waters the cedars in the garden of god could not rival nor could the junipers equal its boughs nor could the plain trees compare with its branches no tree in the garden of god could match its beauty i made it beautiful with abundant branches the envy of all the trees of eden in the garden of god now i know this portion of scripture has been used to describe um lucifer and how he was majestic and all that uh but it's interesting that while that has been used to describe that it is drawn from the cedar of lebanon and i thought that portion of scripture really uh, makes us see what this tree was all about of course uh you know if you've not traveled and you've not been to lebanon and i understand that trees there yeah, there's still some trees there in lebanon you would not you cannot quite visualize it but then reading this you get to actually uh you know see how it looked like and you can even as you read through you've seen that the tree has majesty all around it it's beautiful it's tall it's every every other tree cannot compare to it so it's interesting that god is saying that um we shall grow like the cedar the cedar of lebanon now having read that i would say then that um it that the cedar of lebanon represents durability stability and corruptibility and majesty in other words you know the nature of the tree is that it is always green producing fruit god desires that we flourish and grow like the cedar of lebanon in that we do not wither always green in and out of season in fact The Bible says in Jeremiah 17:7 and I read verse 7 but blessed is the one who trusts the Lord whose confidence is in him they will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream it does not fear when heat comes its leaves are always green it has no worries 
in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. This part of scripture for me, um, it speaks about the cedar of Lebanon tree. And looking at it, God expects us to grow and produce fruit in and out of season. Actually, reading on, and it's good that I read the entire chapter of Psalm 92. When you look at verse 14, and I'll read it, it says, They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing. Um, and, and flourishing, that's in King James Version. So again, we see the word flourishing. Uh, but then in this instance, it's the Hebrew word ranan, which is different from what we have seen in verse 7 and 12. But it means here it means green, just to affirm what we are saying, that the palm tree, or rather the cedar of Lebanon, uh, is known for just being green throughout all seasons. Um, so the thing is that uh, God expects us to grow in this manner. The message translation for that verse 14 is interesting. It actually, and I like us to read it. It says, um, they'll grow tall in the presence of God, lithe and green, viral, still in old age. <laughs> so um doesn't leave much room for imagination. It goes straight to the point. Virility speaks of reproduction, bearing fruit despite of its age so the tree this tree doesn't know what age is remember we've it's been suggested that the tree can actually uh, live for a thousand years so it doesn't age it still bears fruit a thousand years speaking of that virility that the message bible talks about so it doesn't matter what's happening around this tree it is always green doesn't matter if there's a drought it still produces fruit doesn't matter if there's corona ladies and gentlemen and the economies have been hit, you will still flourish. Amen? So now, we've seen what God is desiring for us and what he intends for us. This is actually his desire. So in in Psalm 92, verse 13, it's interesting, uh, before we get, you know, to the other verses, it reads that those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Now, of course, um, these verses are not read in isolation. I'm just reading them for emphasis sake and that's why I read the first part, the entire chapter. Here we see something new has been added to the equation. So it's not just about flourishing uh, because we've seen that it's possible to flourish like the wicked. But this verse then qualifies it and makes and brings in a new condition, if you will, that um you must be planted in the house of the lord then shall you flourish reminds me of the scripture john 15 and it says when jesus said that if we abide in him and his words abide in us then we can ask anything and it shall be done for him here in the father is glorified when we bear much fruit so flourishing is in the house of god when we are planted in the court of the lord so Reminds me again uh, when the psalmist in Psalm, 1, in Psalm 27 says, One thing I ask of the Lord, this, do I, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. This is what God is saying in that verse. Like, let's be planted 
in the house of the Lord. Let's stay. Let's flourish in the court of the Lord. So this is what God wants for us. In verse 12, it speaks of a righteous man. Now moving on, moving back to verse 12, talks of a righteous man. Now we've talked about the palm tree. We've looked at the, the cedar of Lebanon. We've talked about flourishing and the various meanings and the different uh, sides to it. Now verse 12, which I have let, I've, I've, I want us to look at it as the last thing because it's 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 the main part really. So verse 12, it speaks of a righteous man. Now, that that has been abused. Uh, we've heard so many things about righteousness. And um, for this sermon today, I'm not going to go so deep into righteousness because that's a real, uh, you know, another rabbit hole, a big topic. But it is important for us to understand at least the basics of what righteousness means. And because in, in this verse it says it is the righteous man that is flourishing. It is the righteous man that shall grow like the cedar of Lebanon. It is the righteous man that shall flourish like the palm tree. So who is this righteous man then? You know? So that's what I want us to look at and then we can we can begin to conclude this. So remember that um you know, um, in, in Isaiah 64, verse 6, and I think this has been said many times, that our righteousness is like filthy rags. Yeah. Meaning that uh, in our own pursuit of God as, as human beings, as men, as fallen men, as, as, as sons and daughters of the first Adam, we cannot attain God's righteousness our righteousness what we consider good for god he looks at it and sees it is as filthy rags in other words as long as we are not we are not yet born again we remain sinners and our righteousness is just man's righteousness once we accept christ he takes our filthy rags and clothes us with a new robe of righteousness and this is the first definition for me of what righteousness is all about in Luke 15 verse 7 and in Luke 5 30 to 32 Jesus is speaking of uh, this uh, parables and he's speaking of righteousness as being converted from being a sinner so righteousness here is basically a state like you are you are not born again so you don't have the righteousness of God you're born again you pick up this new self new new body new state of righteousness um it actually it speaks the same thing when you look at second uh, corinthians 5 21 that we are the righteousness of god when we accepted jesus in our lives so that's the state so nobody should tell you that you're not righteous as long as you're born again god has has made you righteous he, is, he calls us the righteousness of god now the next meaning is what people like to legalize uh, and, and make it a bit interesting, but there's a part for scripture for the next meaning which I'm going to share right now. It says that uh, righteousness is about doing right. Simply put, I'll say doing God's will. Now 
in Genesis 15 verse 6, um, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Remember that's our first meaning that um, all he needed to do was believing, believe God and he became righteous. Remember Abraham lived in the dispensation uh, in, in the before before Christ came and so we couldn't we can't say he got saved or he accepted Jesus so just by believing God he became he, he's, he was converted and he became righteous remember even before this his name was Abram but then when he believed God he became Abraham so like a change of state became righteous but something else we see again in James 22, 23, speaking of Abraham, and I'll read this part, and uh, and let me just read this. It says, and and I'm reading, and the scripture was fulfilled as was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness, and he was called God's friend. Verse 24 of James 2, you see that a person is considered righteous, but by what they do and not by faith alone. So it took Abraham to uh, an action called believing. And, and and we know the story of Abraham. We know that uh, God asked him to uh, sacrifice, his, um, sacrifice his son, his only son, Isaac. And he did. And he just, and in fact, the Bible says that he received Isaac from the dead. Uh, because as far as God is concerned, Abraham executed that instruction to the T. And in doing so, actually, Abraham became right with God. So James is here saying that while faith alone is what makes you get saved, I mean, when you hear um, the gospel and you hear it by faith, and Paul says that in Galatians that he's been saved by faith, Yes, you, you attain a new state of righteousness, but then there's another level which is doing what is right and doing God's will, what God is asking of you, just like Abraham when he was asked to sacrifice, when he was asked to move where he was and leave his father's place and go to a land God would show him. He packed his stuff and left in obedience. In other words, doing the will of God, doing what is right. Now, um, there's a part we must play. Remember, we we are co-workers with Christ, the Bible tells us. So there's a part we play, and there's a part that God does for us. Now, Micah 6.8 is interesting. It talks about um, what we consider justice. And again, when you look at righteousness, the meaning has uh, is also being drawn from the word justice. Verse 8 of Micah 6 says, He has shown you, O mortal man, O mortal, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you to act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Now, you can see here that um, God requires of, requires of us to act so there's an action part. There's, there's a part where you must play. There's something you must do to be righteous. Paul tells Timothy in 2 Timothy 2, 22, that uh, Paul is saying, pursue righteousness, meaning that it's almost like a moving target. 
you can't quite say you've attained it but then you keep chasing after it keep pursuing something you aspire to again second timothy 3:16 speaking of the script of scripture and how it is god breathed and uh, for rebuke and for re- reproach it says that it that the scriptures are useful for training on righteousness so righteousness is something that we must train ourselves to do righteousness is actually like a discipline the thing something you must um you know pick up as a habit and learn the trade as it were so again going back to what you were saying earlier that flourishing is not for everybody it is for those that are called righteous remember it starts by saying righteousness a righteous man will flourish like the palm tree so for you to walk in this grace for you to be that person that's flourishing like the palm tree or growing like the cedar of lebanon then uh, i encourage you to be interested in walking right with god um and, and again we've seen it's not just about you and god remember again uh in james and james is an interesting uh book in the bible even talks of religion and pure religion and doing you know taking care of widows and and the orphans and this is what we call pure religion and this is part of what we must do in in instances you know uh just to attain or to to pursue righteousness as paul tells timothy so those that are interested in justice doing the right thing constantly pursuing that man we must train in righteousness so we've since all these things guys and um my encouragement is that and going back to my that favorite quote that the lions don't eat grass no matter the economy of the jungle it is not pride it is what it is so we've seen that god wants us to flourish you will flourish you will flourish despite and in spite of the season that is surrounding you currently and i felt that this message would be timely for us especially now uh, with corona and so many people going through a lot of things uh, losing jobs uh, losing businesses uh, i mean a lot has happened for us and we know someone who's been affected but when we go back to scripture we realize that hey this is not our portion god has something greater for us god has actually called us to flourish it is not pride it is what it is this is our heritage as saints this is our promise so 2020 has nothing on us amen 2020 and and i know it's been tough but i'm just here to speak the word of god to the year speak to the word speak the word of god to your situation and this and the word of god is saying that you will prosper that you will flourish that you will remain green so it doesn't matter the season around you bring on 2021 2022 anything we remain green we remain green so as you take on this week and as you 
take the rest of the year. Remember that God wants you to flourish. God wants you to live in abundance. This is your heritage. Walk in it and walk in this revelation. God bless you guys. Take care and have a great day.